You are listening to episode 119 of the Game Deflators podcast. My name's John, and I'm joined by Ryan. Hey, everybody here at the Game Deflators podcast, we like to talk about games. We've recently picked up games we're currently playing, and this week we just kind of both did our own thing in this week's Inflation Deflation Challenge. I like that, man. Yeah, so uh, we had to do a remote recording this week. Um, Non-pandemic related. We just couldn't find time to go to each other's places. Stuff happens. Uh, but yeah, so we, we did a pretty good um, inflation deflation. I just picked up a game. Ryan picked up an old favorite of his. And we're going to do uh, our own reviews and see how it goes. Uh, also, on this episode, we are going to be touching base on V DualSense for the PS5 and its drift issues. So uh, the drift is back. Uh, you know, can we start calling this Tokyo Drift, by the way? These are two Japanese companies. Is that right. official? Well, can but we Microsoft that? has reports of sub Xbox One Drift, too. I don't okay, even heard anything about the con- series controller, though. Okay, let's con- let's pretend that their controllers are made in Japan. All right. Uh, next is uh, Apex Legends mobile requirements. So this is more of a rumor, I guess. Uh, but really, uh, developer details are emerging for a mobile version of Apex Legends. Is it, and, isn't uh, the Xbox controller the Vin Diesel of video game controllers? It could be in Tokyo Drift. That's true. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's exactly what it is. They're trying to break into a Japanese That's what it is. Smooth and white. Market. It reminds me of his head. Well, the thing is, they're trying to break into a Japanese market. So what better way to do it than to have Tokyo Drift on your controller? There we go. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, okay. And then is it okay to play one game forever? So that is the uh, topic at the end here for today. But Ryan, as always, did you have any pickups? Uh, no. No, I did not. I mean, I I talked before last time we recorded about uh, PS Plus this month, uh, Control and Concrete Genie coming out for that. So I picked up both of those. Free. You know, might as well. Yeah. I've been excited about Control. I played a little bit of it, and I thought it was really cool. It's pretty good, man. Uh, for my pickup, I ended up picking up Gris for VN Nintendo Switch. It was a limited run game, uh, and yeah, I also beat it. So it was pretty awesome. And that's uh, I'll go into that a little further in the inflation deflation. This that week, game came out a I while def- ago. When did you? It did pick it up. It, well, uh, two, three days ago. Like, like it. it it was, was it limited still run, in stock so. on limited run. No, it, it was. I put in order in like I don't know four months ago or mm. so, maybe five. Yeah, they're, they're like delayed like half a year with their stuff. Yeah, so I, I guess if it random. came out in 2018, it's not like it would release physical at the same time. That wouldn't make sense. Well, they had I think it was special reserve games did the original release for that, and they did it for PS4, and I missed out on the PS4 version on special reserve or whatever it was. So when Limited Run came up with a Nintendo Switch version, I was just like, all right, screw it. Like, I want to play it really bad anyways. It was like 30 bucks, I think, at the time. So it's better than what it's going for now, <laughs> you know, given that it's Limited Run. Uh, and, you know, it's funny because, like, in the past, I'd kind of shit all over Limited Run, right, with, like, the false, you know, rarity and such. But at the same time, I, I kind of have to appreciate the fact that as a physical collector, it was an open pre-order, if I recall, so you could have got your hands on this at 30 bucks back then. Like that it wasn't a problem, it wasn't an issue. Like they had however many that they were making. So honestly, like I kind of can appreciate in a sense that even though there is like that false sense of rarity that they create, at the same time they're bringing digital only games into a physical media that you know, I want. So like well, I why think would they I do I think they try to do like open 
order pre-orders now so that like anyone who wants yeah. one can get one as opposed to just like we're gonna make five thousand you know go yeah well like so to the moon for example is on an open pre-order and they have a collector's edition open pre-order as well as a regular edition and i want to the moon like it was supposed to come out q4 of last year uh so i guess it's not too far behind and uh you know, obviously, you know, I'm looking for a house and I'm not going to put in a pre-order for something when I'm going to have to switch address and go through all of that. And I would anticipate I'll have an address by mid-March when the How do you not close. have a post box? Like of all people, I, I would imagine you would have one. I do have a post box. Well, then just have it sent to the post box. Yeah, but I intend on switching that to another post box, you know, in the year. So You don't know how to forward your mail? Yeah, I do. I just don't want to have to deal with that hassle. It's only so. Here's the thing: limited run is a you know. There's games that people are waiting six to eight months for. Send it to so my address. I'm not moving. Yeah, yeah, good point. I could do that. Yeah. All right. I mean, I'll if you want that. it, if it's that's... better than missing out. Like you shouldn't miss out on something well, just because no, you're moving gonna... eventually. No, I'm not going to miss out on it. Like I'm going to get it regardless. But um, it's one of those things. Like, do I forward it to the current address or do I have it go to a new address? That's kind of where I'm at right now. So yeah, I'll take you up on that if it comes down to that. I yeah. Need to. Um, so I got that as a pickup. Mi casa es su casa. Good to know. Everybody on the internet now knows this. Uh, I guess me games are your games to borrow. That's exactly. How it works, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I give you games, you give me postal service. Um, so the other thing I picked up was Medieval on the uh, PS4. I went to Walmart and they happened to have it on sale. And also picked up a couple of board games. I got uh, Gloomhaven, the, uh, not the big one, but I got the. Uh, lion's cup or something like that it was like 37 dollars on amazon so i picked that up and then my wife wanted via funko verse harry potter so we also picked up that and i got ari the seasons i forget the name but uh ary the season something on the switch that was like 20 bucks as well i happen to have a gift card for a target so just went over price matched got all of it and it was like 65 dollars for everything like that was not bad at all and they were doing buy two get one on board games and video games mixed so it was like the perfect scenario that's a thing yeah dude i was so target usually does do buy two get one but they remove things like you can't do mario games you can't do zelda games like they have limitations on what you can do but they happen to have target has a pretty good board game section if you ever check that out and so, yeah, they had Gloomhaven, they had Catan, and, like, a whole bunch of other cool stuff. So I picked up the Gloomhaven prequel uh, set, which is, like, 96 quests. Or, no, it's not 96. It's, like, 25 standard quests that each take about two hours to complete. Uh, but it's, you know, same kind of style as, like, D&D, in a sense, uh, with minis and monsters that you battle and uh, different uh, story arcs that you can go through. Like, it's it's pretty cool. So... I've always wanted to play it, and at like $37 for like an entry level, in a sense, to play a prequel, and then really determine if I want to go full with like the $100 big box set, uh, That I think that was pretty good. So overall, 65 bucks for a video game and two board games, like no-brainer. Like had to pull the trigger on that. And then, of course, I got the Medieval at Walmart. So Dude, that was should, my we, this week. should we do an inflation deflation on that? On what? On that Gloomhaven thing you bought? Yeah, dude. If you want to play it, it's uh, one to four players to do you it. Check that so, out like, sometime. We could, yeah, we we could totally play like a few sessions of that and and do an inflation deflation on that. We haven't done a board game yet. No, we yeah. have. Have we done a board game? No, no, we haven't. We we talked about board game pickups in the past because mm-hmm. I've had a few. But yeah, let, let's do that, dude. Like it's 
I don't know, maybe your wife would want to do that one because it's not like she has to be committed, right? Like it's just yeah. kind of jump in, understand the story, understand the concept, one to four players really quick and there's multiple scenarios and it's just really two hours and if she likes it, we can keep playing every now and then. If she doesn't, then we did a two-hour session. Yeah. I mean, it's not like we always finish all the games for inflation, deflation anyways. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so so uh, speaking of inflation, deflation, this week we both kind of just played our own games. You said you played Gris this mm-hmm. week, right? What else did you play? Yeah. Uh, so I played a little bit of everything. I, of course, beat Gris, which was good. Uh, I played some Jade Cocoon. So Jade Cocoon's interesting. Obviously, I'm I'm like at the end of a game. I'm in like the netherworld right now of that game. And it's kind of like you got to go back through the, like the Beetle Forest and Dragonfly Forest and everything else. And you have to beat these bosses. Uh, the storyline is all over the damn place. Like I'm just so lost at this point. I'm just playing it to beat it. But I'm at a situation now where I have to level grind. And to level grind in this game, it's an absolute bitch. So you have to capture mon like you have to defeat monsters to level up your actual summons right and you also have to capture monsters to be able to like merge them to get higher levels and then bridge those into like the old monsters so over the last like week or so that i've been playing it um on and off i've gotten my creatures from like level 11 to like level 15 um in the first boss battle i had i got absolutely demolished so well not demolished that's probably not the right word like i went through for quite a while but it was just such a difficult battle and i didn't have the the levels and experience i needed to really kind of help me progress in that or the items for that matter and it it just happened to be i'm like you know what i just gotta level grind and sit back and just kind of deal with it at this point so that's where i'm at like it's more of a pick it up play it for a couple hours and set it down well, I mean, and then I've most JRPGs oh, from that era kind of devolve into that eventually. Like final well, boss, you got to grind for a little while before you're gonna make it. Yeah, but the problem is, is that this game doesn't really have like a good level up process. It's just super weird. I mean, we're talking. Were you running away capture. from too much fighting, like during no, the game? No, I wasn't. No, I wasn't. And that's the thing: the game isn't long enough to warrant doing that. Like it's it's one of those that you progress through the game at a normal rate. Like you can kill monsters and there's no issue. But then when you get up to that, like Neverworld and you're in the next area and you go against that first boss, the level just, you know, like the difficulty spike is just ridiculous. It's just a huge wall. Yeah. It was just crazy. Like it just went up so high. So I think what I'm going to end up doing is I'm going to try and attempt it uh, probably later this week. I'll jump in and and see if I can beat that first boss and then move on to the next one and then level grind there. Cause now the problem I'm running into is I've got these creatures that are like level 11 and 12 that I'm capturing, but I've got to like always capture them. And if I want to merge them, I got to go back to where I go to merge them. And the issue that happens there is when I go back into the world, they reappear. So now I'm having to, you know, defeat them and, and deal with that or run away. It's just grueling at this point. So we'll see. I mean, I'm going to beat it. I'm not going to like not beat it because I'm already far enough into it. Like I can already tell that I'm, I'm close to the end. It's just a matter of beating several bosses moving forward and level grinding in an appropriate and quick manner so I can actually do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's kind of where I'm at. And then, of course, I played uh, Apex as well. Uh, so, dude, I have no idea how you get such good luck. I have had the crappiest partners every <laughs> single time I play. Like, people drop out. I had one yesterday where we dropped into Olympus, and one of the guys just decided that he was going to run around in circles on like not run around but fly around on that 
on that vehicle in circles, and that's all he was going to do. And then another guy uh, decided to jump on there and then crash it and blow it up in the middle of the match. Like, no reason whatsoever. Just decided to crash and blow it up on the side of the match. We then get hit. Like, we recover him. And the other guy, like, I'm trying to go through a death box that was nearby. And one of the other guys punches me so he could steal stuff out of a death box that I was already in. So, like, I was going to get a shield for level three. And then he runs headfirst into a firefight. And so what I ended up doing was just hiding until it was final two. Like, I tried to go in and, like, pinch another team as just myself because the other two guys quit. I mean, like, it was ridiculous, dude. And both of them ended up with zero damage. And this happens to me so consistently. It's absolutely ridiculous. Like, my KDR is probably, like, 0.65, I think, at most. And that's stayed there, like, stagnant since then. Because I can't tell you how many times I drop. And I'm either dropped into a hot zone with partners that decide that they're just not going to move. Or they disconnect or something happens to where, like, or they go down immediately. And then I'm stuck on my own. And in the middle of, like, six teams trying to, you know, vie for position in one area. It's just terrible luck, dude. So I think I won one match this week. Wow, like that's to... it? Yeah, like, it's so ridiculous, man. Like, I can't tell you how often I jump in and I'm killed almost immediately because we're we're put into, like, a weird situation. Or I'll have I'll be stuck in teams where people are, like, level 20. And it's like me and then everybody else is level 20. Like, I'm never on teams that are like 100 plus at all. Really? Yeah. I've always so got like, like, it's very rare that I've got teammates that are like under level 100. I'm at, my KDR is yeah, still at, sitting at 8 or 0.80. I'm at like, I'm at like level 89 um, right now, which I mean isn't amazing, but like, I'm a better wow, player. Wow, that's than, way higher level than I'm at. Yeah, and I just keep getting pinned in with, like, level 12s and level 20s and, like, all these super low-level players, and it's just ridiculous. And then, you know, I'm I'm getting, like, bombarded by squads that are, like, level 500. So, like, I'm being dropped, and it's not like I'm dropping into hot zones. It's these level 24 players dropping into hot zones, dying immediately, and then being swamped by other teams. Like, I, there's nothing I can do. So I can't tell you how many matches I have that last literally, like, 30 seconds because the squad gets killed right away. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we just, we got to play together, dude, because, like, it'd be nice to have, like, for one thing, a microphone, be able to talk to somebody consistently. Like, I play with Justin, but it seems that whenever we're playing, it we just never have good luck ourselves. Like, we'll get pinned with an Octane who decides to run off and get shot. Every, like, dude, we have been pinned with so many Octanes that Justin has gotten to the point where he plays his Octane just to avoid that issue. Really? See, sometimes Every I find that Octanes time. are, like the better players that are on my team because like I'll die first. Like pretty much always I'm the first person to die on my team just cause I'm not playing as smart as they are. Like I've started trying to play uh bloodhound a lot more mm-hmm. just to give myself like, it's such a huge advantage when you can just see people through walls and when you can like see like all their markers on the ground of where people have been just to try to like get better familiar with like, where people are most likely going to be and stuff. Cause for some reason I was just having like a real hard time for a while, but I'm finally starting to like pick my game up. I've watched a few like tip and trick videos, but like I do get consistently like over level hundred, like, like a level 300 level 500 or whatever, like whatever the max is. Like I've seen those people on my yeah. team all the time, but like sometimes they do stupid stuff too. You know, like yeah, it's not I mean, always, like, 
Mine is almost always, man. And like, I'm telling you when, when we finish up matches where we're like maybe a minute and a half in, I'll come out with like 300, 350 damage. And these people have like 10 damage yeah consistently like all the time either zero or like under 100 consistently across the board and there's you know i've gotten to a point where i'm playing a lot smarter i'm you know jumping on buildings and such going over boxes like firing from above hiding in corners when necessary to fire on people and they come in the buildings like i'm doing all the right stuff i'm just in situations where you know, somebody runs off or somebody disconnects or somebody goes down right away and, and there's no way to revive them because they've run f- headfirst into a firefight. Like there's so many situations that I just, yeah, it just gets to a point where it's kind of frustrating, like, like where you don't want to play last night, the game, like the game was laggy. Like I jumped in and everything was slow-mo. Like, I have not... some laggy matches on occasion and but I'm have like you stutter have you stepping all over. Literally... But have you had it to where it's literally slow motion? No, mine's always like freezing or stuttering. Yeah, so last night I had four matches that over this course of like 10 matches that were literally slow-mo. Like you like you were just slow motion moving through the Maybe game. Maybe you need to switch like server or something. No, I, I don't know. I don't. Maybe it is a server issue. Because sometimes I'll switch over because I think we're on like the Salt Lake server. And I mm-hmm. think there's another one that's on the list just below that that's like slightly more ping, but like if I'm can ever you, having trouble, I switch over to that one. And it can it you do that on Apex bruises. or is that through our own internet provider? No, no, just uh, when you're on the main screen, like before okay. you get to like the the main menu that has like all your options and shows your character in the middle, like where it's just the like hit start or hit X to log in. If you hit the I think it's the touchpad. It'll bring up a list of like all the different servers. I'm going to have to do that. Cause like something's been going on. Like last night was slow motion. I've had multiple scenarios where it's just been me and like basically being in a team of two and it's literally just me and one other person that happened. Like with Justin and I, it was just us like three or four matches that we played. Uh, and then last night it happened to me three or four times as well. Where like, you're jumping into trios with just two people. Like, you, you can never that happens like, to me no sometimes way. yeah but i mean cons- dude multiple multiple times a night like three four times a night sometimes so yeah it, it's gotten kind of annoying at this point to like even want to play if that type of stuff's going to be consistent mm-hmm. um free game or not like get your shit together <laughs> yeah i'm really digging season uh, eight though i like the 30 30 i like all the yeah. rewards mm-hmm. they all yeah, look it's pretty, pretty cool, cool stuff yeah, I don't. I I'm like not going to use many of the gun skins, but I like all the character skins that they've got. That Bangalore yeah, one's the, dope. That uh, I got the Lifeline one. The Lifeline one is dope. The the Hell one, yeah. Oh wait, you got the Hell one? Uh huh. Oh crazy! Did you open yeah. it out of a pack or did you like buy a pack? No, I had enough shards that I bought it. So the oh, crafting yeah. shards. So I bought that, but I did open the caustic one out of a pack. Yeah, I got the. Um, the bloodhound one out of a pack and i bought the gibraltar one the like Just... big like mecca red one with the gold head like i hardly ever yeah. play gibraltar but that's a dope skin uh justin actually got he bought like the 60 dollars for the full event thing and he got every single hell skin like all oh, the higher yeah? ones he got every single one of them out of his like 10 packs it was ridiculous so yeah all right dude well let's uh Let's jump oh. into our articles this week. Yeah. Unless you got some trivia. 
I don't think you got trivia. I did trivia Probably. last time. Remember the uh, David Houlihan room? Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. I've been busy, so I, I didn't get to do trivia this week. I think it's but David we'll do it next week. We'll do it next week. Okay, so PS5's DualSense controller also faces drift issues. This is by uh, Mary D'Alessandri at Game Industry Biz. So it sounds like Tokyo products are just having a drift issue. It's really what it sounds like. Yeah, so... Microsoft. I mean, this is the thing that I don't get. Like, Joy-Cons have been having this issue for a while, and for PS5 to have it, like, this early in their system release is just inexcusable. Like, they should have looked... Like, the, the amount of iterations that they must have done on this controller... Like, I don't remember which controller. I think it was the Xbox controller that I saw where they had, like, a whole table of, like, different controller designs all laid out. And they were all just ever so slightly different until they found, like, the perfect one they wanted to do. I'm sure they did that at PlayStation. I'm sure every nook and cranny, especially with all the tech they put in there with, like, the crazy rumble and the crazy, uh, you know pressure sensitive and adjustable triggers like with the resistance like there's so much in there there's no excuse for them well to have crazy the, drift going on well and the other thing is it was like all of these issues are occurring after just like 10 days of owning it so like you're not even putting in like enough gameplay within a t- i mean there's no way nobody's putting in enough gameplay within a 10-day period to cause a drift issue like i can tell you right now like the ps3 had drift issues, but that was primarily because pressing down on the uh, the joystick to be able to, you know, like the left the left joystick to be able to do like Call of Duty and stuff. Mm-hmm. It was after hours upon hours that that would occur. Or buttons, for example. You but ran those were so much cheaper too. Like I don't know what yeah, the dual sense yeah. is going for, but like last generation, like they were talking about even some of those high end like hundred and twenty dollar like elite uh, Xbox controllers have drift, like that's probably one in a million. Like that's probably something that's like super uncommon, but it's just the sheer number of chance. But like I was watching uh spawn wave on YouTube the other day and he's been doing some polls. He did a poll on this and out of just his audience that responded 9% of PS five owners said that they've experienced this. Well, like I mean, out of his small a... sample size though. Yeah. But I mean, I guess one out of ten, but I guess it depends. Like, how imagine much if you paid a thousand dollars for this system. I know, only to have drift, and then on top of that, Sony is charging people for shipping. Like, it's one thing if this was like a long-term issue and it wasn't like happening to a bunch of people, but the fact that Nintendo has had this problem occurring and now Sony does as well, and so short into the lifespan of the console as well as short into the lifespan of the controller itself, like, you know, like I said, the 10 days or less period that people are experiencing this, you would think they would cover shipping and understand that something's wrong. All I can do is, all I can say is I smell class action lawsuits all over again. It took me two this. years to get drift on my Joy-Con. It took cave blazers. It took a hundred hours of cave blazers to give my Joy-Con drift. I, knock on wood, I still don't have Joy-Con drift on my controller. Like, maybe it's just because of where I keep it and how I may, like, I don't know. Somebody's got to design like a better thing for this. Like I've been hearing, I was hearing somebody talk. It might've been on spawn wave. It might've been on somebody else. Uh, They were saying how they might not be able to like make 
a revision to the Joy-Con because then it's admitting that the problem exists. You know, like if they say, the okay, we're changing this. Def- well, I know, but like they're going to probably just like soft wait to do like a whole revision instead of just replacing that one part. Because like yeah. it, they're not going to be able to like get away with just doing that because they're going to be like, okay, well, what about the, you know, hundred million of them that are out there before all this? You just admit that that was a problem that you knew was happening. Yeah, I mean, I'd be interested to see what the overall percentages for Joy-Con drift and then also the the DualSense drift. Like, I would like to see overall numbers, and I don't know necessarily that we've seen that yet. So, but either way, it's an issue, and, you know, we'll see if the Series X has it. But if the Series X doesn't have it, the Xbox One does. But yeah, Xbox One X, controllers. I haven't heard anything about Series. But yeah. if the Series X doesn't, and it goes through for quite a while without having this issue, and depending on how Sony and Nintendo handle this moving forward, you may see some people like defer to an Xbox just purely for the fact that they're taking care of their customers. Well, and they were saying in the article, too, that um, because of how Xbox has its terms of service agreement, they agree that all things will be settled through arbitration, so they can't get class action the way Nintendo did. Yeah, well... It's also smart on Microsoft's part. This sounds like something they would do anyways. Well, and everybody screams well, out for these class action lawsuits thinking that it's going to like amount to a lot more. Like it would be nice to not have to pay for your shipping on, mm-hmm. you know, getting it fixed. That would be great. But nobody really is in this for the $7 they're going to get out of the class action lawsuit. Yeah, and I think people always forget like how class action lawsuits work. So the lawyers get a certain percentage of that, and then whatever's remaining goes towards the people that signed up. So if you had, say, like $1,000 for a lawsuit, and a lawyer took, say, 50% of that for all of their fees, they get 500 of the $1,000 that was in the lawsuit, and then the remaining $500 is split amongst however many people were in that group. So if you had 500 people that signed for that Everybody class gets action, a buck. everyone gets a dollar. Like, that's but it would be it nice to win the suit and get free shipping. That's really all it kind of comes down to. That's all I would ask is that if there's an issue and it's caused by, you know, some sort of problem within your build, fix it and pay the shipping cost. Like, mm-hmm. it's your issue. Like, you sold me a product that you knew was bad. So fix the situation. So I think that, and it's, you know, it's one thing if it's like three years, right? And then you run into the issue. It's another yeah. thing if it's less than a year or less yeah. than six months. I mean, you're still within warranty period at that point. So, like, why am I paying shipping on something that you need to warranty anyways like it's just it's a weird situation but uh let us know in the comments of course on uh, facebook instagram and twitter what your thoughts are on uh really everything we're going to talk about here as well as this dual sense problem uh facebook is going to be at the game deflators as well as uh instagram and then twitter is going to be at game deflators and of course find a podcast on where you're listening to it now as well as any other podcast applications out there podcast podbean podcast addict uh, Apple Even the ones that you don't know about yet. I'm sure yeah, there's some like underground podcast app that's going to come out in two years and shake the world. We're on that one already. Actually, uh, our friends at Grief Burrito threw us on the one the other day. I forget the... Here, I'll tell you right now what that one is. The World Takeover podcast application coming actually, to you I think soon. Grief Burrito, Grief Burrito has actually made this one. It's a cephalopod. Oh, really? 
Yeah, so we're on Cephalopod, so find us on there. And yeah, check us out. In the UK. Okay, next article we got, dude, is going to be uh, Apex Legends mobile requirements developer details emerge. So, oh my god, this uh, is all we need. So how does so I, I'm kind of unfamiliar with like the mobile gaming territory. By the way, this uh, is I by uh, uh, Rishi Alwani at IGN India. Good stuff, and I think actually the team that's working on this is based out of India, right? Um, no, it, I think Tencent. Ten- ten- Tencent is Chinese company. Okay, okay. Uh, so well, I mean, technically India is in Asia, so Asian company. Asian yeah. company, but not Chinese yeah. company. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, kind of help me out here in understanding this and how this might work moving forward. So, I assume mobile gamers are on their own gaming platform, right? Like their own servers, and they just play with other mobile gamers, right? Because I, I don't know how it works with like Fortnite and all that. Like, is there cross compatibility with mobile gamers for Fortnite and? Uh, uh, well, this is know, like not PS4 going to or what. Yeah, it says that the Nintendo Switch version of Apex, um, well, that's being handled by a different studio, Texas-based Panic Button. It doesn't say anything in here about crossplay. I know the Switch version is going to have crossplay. Well, and like I know Call of Duty has Call of Duty Mobile, and I think that's yeah, but that's a thing. whole different game. Yeah, this exactly. is going to still so be Apex like, Legends. Well, that's the thing. Is like, is it Apex Legends Mobile? where it's just mobile players like that's kind of and like maybe ipads and such like that's kind of what i'm confused on like that's what i want baby i want to sit down um, with my ipad anywhere and bust out a controller and drop in and get killed and go back to the loading screen and then do it again especially on the wherever yeah and, and you know like somebody can tell us in the comments but i just don't play mobile games anymore i used to when i was younger like when i was in high school because you know, I would play my DS and stuff on the bus or anything like that and, and like anything on my cell phone. But I haven't played mobile games in so long. I don't know how, especially nowadays with like current gen stuff, I have no idea how it works with cross compatibility. Yeah, I'm. it might not be um, just because it's probably going to be, I, I, I would imagine it would be like a pingy nightmare for well, like trying I mean, to keep up with people. They no, but I mean, like the phones. Yeah, but not everybody's going to have that. Like, it's going to be like so hard to like. It would be like playing console versus PC. You know, mouse and keyboard versus controller. Like, you're going to get rocked by somebody with, with a mouse and keyboard. Yeah, but we do that now with Apex Legends. Is it crossplay with PC? Yeah, my brother plays on PC with me all the time. Okay, I thought it was, but it's like I mean, it it just the gulf of difference would be that much greater again like mobile people versus pc people they would stand no chance no and especially on that little screen yeah like, having to put it like right up to try yeah. and see it but yeah i mean they have the controllers but like you said not everybody has a controller but that might be a requirement too so um you know obviously this is still a rumor of some of like the emerging details it, it's not a rumor that's coming to mobile because that's releasing to be this year one yeah, but the specs, right? So I think it said anything from like iPhone 8 on up, and it was like Snapdragon 625, I think, and up for Android users mm-hmm. uh, would be the bare minimum requirements for this. But that could, of course, change over time uh, to where, you know, maybe it's iPhone 9 or 10 or something. We're not sure yet. Yeah, I mean, anything 
anything released in the last few years will be more than good enough. I mean, I don't know that many people that hang on to a phone for more than like three years anymore. Except for John. For you. Except for me. How long have you yeah. had your phone? Uh, this one's actually on its third year right now, but I uh, had no intentions of getting a new one. I know. I, I don't like getting new phones if I don't have to. I don't either. Unless it's to the point where it's like super slow and not working and that's, you know, updates and such that destroy that. And well, this phones do it anyways. Yeah. So if you, if this game comes out and like, it's not bad, would, would you get it and like play it mobily? No. I mean, you're not really I, ever in that kind of position anymore. No, work and that's from the home. Thing, like, you I, can always go to your PlayStation. Why would you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, it, I don't need to. And then on top of that, it would completely drain my battery. Like, I already use my battery enough as is for various stuff. Mm-hmm. I there's no way. Like, I wouldn't want to do that. Like, I, it would overheat consistently. Mm. There's no way. I, I just I wouldn't even be interested to play it on mobile to be honest and have to deal to peripherals on that and getting a the little controller or touchpads to go on the screen. I'm just not interested. It's not my thing. Yeah. So. But either way, something to uh, talk about. All right, next thing, because this fully goes into Apex Legends, is uh, it's okay to play one game forever. And this is uh, Cecilia Antasio at Wired. And, um, or is it Anastasio? So uh, basically, we're playing Apex Legends. There's a lot of people that play these games like consistently, and that's all they play every single day. They don't play anything else. It, like I, I know of people that only play Skyrim. Like, they literally just consistently play Skyrim. Or people that only play Dark Souls, and they've been playing Dark Souls for years. Or even, it, you know, if you play more than one game, sometimes there's that game that you come back to all the time. Like, maybe you can't go a week without getting in your Tetris 99 fix, you know? Once every yeah. five days, you got to go on for an hour and do some Tetris. Yeah, so I guess the, the base point of this, right, of this article is, like, it's okay to have, like, that game that you consistently play, and it's okay to play only one game forever. Like, if you play Destiny or Destiny 2 and, like, that's all you play, that's all you play. If you play Halo all the time and that's all you play, well, that's all you play. I mean, same thing with Madden. There's people that every year they pick up the next Madden and that's all they play is Madden games. Uh, so, you know, it's okay, and I think it depends on the gamer, right, and what they want to get out. Uh, at the end of the day... You're looking for an experience and you're looking to have fun. And if you're going to get enjoyment from playing that one game all the time or that one genre, then do it. Like, do what you like to do. Yeah. Uh, me personally, I have a ridiculous backlog of games that I want to play. I'm playing a lot of Apex Legends, but I'm not sitting there playing eight hours a day. Like, if I was, I'd be ridiculous at this point and how good I am. So, you know, a few hours here or there just to have some fun, get some kills, just kind of have that, like, laid back experience and play is fun but i do have other things i want to enjoy and experience like god of war and a new uh, horizon game yeah i just go ahead yeah go on no no you're good no i i tried to get away from those like forever games like after playing league of legends for so long and like playing so much call of duty and so much like battlefield back in the day and stuff like that i was like okay i'm gonna stop playing these games that never end and try to go through some more games and get more story out of that and we've all seen how that turned out that didn't turn out so good so now i'm back to apex <laughs> legends and uh we've cool. decided that persona 4 is going to be my forever game i will forever play persona 4 and never finish it but i will always be playing it at the same time no you're not get you're what beating it this year 
You got to be. So you have that one, and what was the other one? Uh, Mario Odyssey and oh, Blue's Clues. Mario, you got to borrow <laughs> Blue's Clues. You got to borrow uh, Mario Odyssey for me, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. did you, you want... see the uh, stuff about Bowser's Fury that came out? That looks no. really interesting. Does it look good? Yeah. So what they did was, I know this is a little bit of a segue here, but we'll just talk about this and we'll get back to the article. Uh, so there, it seems almost like a test run for potentially what the next Mario game is going to be like. It's basically like an open world Mario game where you're like kind of in a big ocean and there's like different islands that will be like, this is like the fire level. This is like the ice level. This is like the castle level. But it's like, it's all continuous. You go from one place to the next place to the next place. And there's like a giant Bowser that you're fighting. And you basically turn into like giant Super Saiyan Cat Mario to fight him. And like, you'll fight him like a few times and that'll unlock like more area to go explore. But it seems really interesting. And I haven't played the, um, is that the one that we played? No. So 3D... I guess it's 3D World, right? That was on the Wii U, and I beat that one a long time ago, as well as, like, 3D Land. What was the uh, one we played? So uh, we played New Super Mario Bros. Oh, okay. On the Wii U, and we played Super Luigi U, but... I, I missed that whole that generation of stuff. Yeah, the thing is, like, as an original Wii U owner, I already beat a lot of these games. So when it comes down to, like, seeing this 3D World again, like, the Bowser's Fury is, like, a nice addition from Nintendo to be like, hey... You know, we are really just kind of reskinning this old game from the Wii U and throwing it onto the Switch. But here's some extra stuff to kind of make you happy about it, right? And the fact that it's limited, though, is the other reason, like, I feel I need to grab it. Just oh. because it's going to be, like, after March, that's it, right? So it's gone. Is that for this one, and, too? Yeah. Oh. And it was released so late. So this one's actually going to be harder to find uh, because of how it's, I, well, I imagine it'll be harder to find because it's not as long of a period of time. I know they've the sold market. millions of those uh, Mario pack that yeah. we bought. Yeah, I should have so returned my I'm second gonna, one too. I've still got it. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have a gift card here um, that I'm getting for Walmart, so I might probably just use it on that, just to be able to, you know, get. The Bowser's Fury and play that specifically because I already beat the rest of like the other game. Mm-hmm. There's no point for me to replay that. I mean, I guess I could, but why? I'll probably borrow it from you at some point. Okay, yeah. If you do that, that'll be cool. Like that'll make it worth. I don't it. mind loaning that out to you. Um, it was a good game. I enjoyed it. 3D yeah. World is actually a lot of fun. It's one of my favorites along so, with 3D Land. So, so apparently this is a game that you can play forever because they can just keep porting it to new things. I oh, mean, like Nintendo just expects you to play the same Mario games every single year for the rest of your life. There's people well, that are still playing Mario games from like the 80s. Well, there's there's so there's so many different facets to the gaming community. Like back in the day, playing a lot of games was kind of a necessity because games weren't that long, but they were so hard that you would feel like you were playing them forever. So it's like it might take you longer or just as long to beat a game you know, as a kid back in, you know, the early 90s before good internet to look stuff up and like some hard as balls games or like back in like the 80s where it's like you're going to the arcades, you're always playing something new. You know, there's well, always something the new coming I mean, out. There were still people back then like playing only Mortal Kombat and getting really good at that or playing only Street Fighter and getting really good at that. So like 
I think it really also depends on the genre, right? So if you're talking like online multiplayer first-person shooters, then yeah, you're going to have players that that's all they play because they want to get really good at, and there's a competitive atmosphere tied to it. Same with fighting games. There's people that have been playing Smash Bros. for years, and like that's all they play. People still play Melee, and like that's all they play. Oh, and so, then there's like speedrunning communities. They play yeah, like thousands and thousands of runs of the same game over and over, just trying to shave off milliseconds. Yeah, so I, you know, I think really just the end part of his story is just if you're happy playing that game, play it. Like, yeah, somebody might judge you and say you're playing the same speedrun Mario game every single flipping day or you're playing donkey kong every day to try and set a world record but if you have an end goal and that end goal makes you happy then do it like who cares what others think and um you know for me it's i'm never necessarily going to be like amazing at apex legends but i want to at some point get to 500 and be good enough that i can carry a team or just have some fun you know like i'd like to get to that point but i'm not going to sit there and like try to be competitive and jump into tournaments and everything else. I just want to casually play it and have fun. Um, and, you know, obviously play other games. Hence why I'm playing Jade Cocoon and played Gris the other day and jumped into those games. I mean, people still crushing Candy Crush after oh, all man, this my, time. I think my mom still plays it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's insane. There's so many well, different aspects to the gaming community and it's expanded out so much and there's so many different people that can get so many different things out of, you know, a single experience. But like, that's what it really is. Like, it's about the experience. Like, objectively, every match of Apex is the same thing, the same way playing the same game over and over is the same thing. But like, uh, this week... A little heads up for the next segment, the inflation deflation. I played Resident Evil 4. I beat that game three times in one day before trying to get like by time lower and lower. Like that's the only thing that I've ever like tried to kind of speed run. So it's like I just beat that again. But there's so many different like weapons and stuff that you can get and different things that you can do. Like you can get a different experience, like a meaningfully different experience out of the same thing. And not well, everybody like, uh, gets that when they see, you know, see from the outside looking in at gamers. They're like, I, I don't know, Minecraft is just, you're just digging? Like, that's it? You, well, yeah, but you're digging different blocks and you're building different things. And every world is different. Every biome is a little more unique. Everything's like so specifically unique, but all the same. And not everybody gets that. And it's cool to see, you know, big articles like this kind of, I mean justifying isn't the right word but like letting everybody know that it's okay to not be the person that's out there trying to kill it like uh like john and just beat like this giant wall of games yeah and you know i i'd bring another good example to you before we move to the inflation deflation but people that nuzlocke pokemon is another great example of like playing the same game over and over again, but getting a full different experience. Like there's ways that you can enjoy games and just like, I don't know, maybe you can do like a final fantasy game. And like, all you do is fight with your starting weapons, you know, like there's different things you can do or like different parties and RPGs. Like you don't always have to stick with the same party and the same characters and different ways to build final fantasy seven. You can go a totally different route on your materia and how you handle things. Uh, same thing with eight and your, um, your draws for your spells. I mean, there's so many ways to beat games nowadays. Uh, God, what's another good one is like uh, 
playing Dark Souls on a Guitar Hero controller. Like, who the hell thinks of these things? But like, you can do it. Like, and that's the beauty of gaming. So, I'm I'm happy to be part of this community and you know, you know, see I, articles like this and hear different stories of how people are playing games. It's just fun, dude. Yeah, I don't see. At least I don't remember seeing in here like they talk about a lot of games that are like pretty popular for streaming like specifically like they talk a lot about because uh, they're an overwatch player uh the mm-hmm. author of the article and they talk about league of legends and a bunch of other games that are like when you think about streamers a lot of streamers are associated with just one game there's not a lot of streamers out there that really have like the privilege of having an audience that will watch them no matter what they're playing. That seems more like a YouTuber kind of like, a, there's a lot more generalists in YouTube. I feel that are more successful than like the people that are like the top of their game streamers. Well, my, uh, my friend leaping lizard cosplay, she does a, a Twitch stream and she does specifically, she likes to play a lot of horror games so because she jumps consistently while playing so Mm -hmm. i guess people like seeing that they like seeing the fear whenever she's playing a game and and the creepiness tied to it so i think she was playing outlast for a while and uh even a bloodborne i wouldn't consider horror she was playing some bloodborne she was playing resident evil like she's got tons of different games that she plays that are horror-based genre games that people just like to watch her streaming and and you know get the experience of seeing that particular game and she beats them she goes through and beats them but she's not like an apex streamer like playing the same consistent yeah. game it's more of sticking she's to got the a genre, theme so. to her 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 yeah. stuff though which is always cool yeah all right let's jump into um good articles this week are in yeah they were pretty fun so our inflation deflations of the week uh the first one we've got here i'll let ryan dig into it since he was just talking about it is uh, resident evil 4 on the ps4 so why don't you go ahead and give us the breakdown on all of that okay so resident evil 4 Developed by Capcom Production Studio 4, published by Capcom, director Shinji Mikami, released back... Well, this is the PS4 remaster version, so this came out back in August 2016. Uh, The game in general has super high scores, 9s out of 10s, 10s out of 10s. It's often on, like, top lists of best games of all time. It's my favorite game of all time, maybe it's kind of tied up there with God of War, but man, I love this game. I haven't played it in so long and I've never actually beaten the PS4 version. I've only like played it a little bit. I played mostly on GameCube and Wii, Um, but the game looked great. It's just as fun as I remember, like going through the whole story again. There was a lot of stuff that I forgot. There was a ton of stuff that I remembered and it's it's like that last article it's fun to come back to some of these things that are like you know really really in you and you really had a good time with in the past and resurfacing all that uh it feels good um well give us some brass tacks here what are we uh looking at overall uh so uh let's see complete inbox is going to be 1363 that peaked back at 1599 in may 2020 and that's pretty steady loose is at 12.88 that peaked at 16.40 back in september 2016 and that's holding steady now uh interestingly the most expensive version is still a complete inbox gamecube version for 22.99 and the cheapest version is a pal wii version for 389 
So you could basically kind of pay between like three and 25 bucks for whichever version of this game you want. It's on a bunch of systems. They're talking right now about doing a remake for this next. Now that, you know, Resi 8's going to be coming out in a few weeks and uh, Resident Evil 3 remake happened last. So I really don't think that this game needs to have a remake because it's so good. But I do but that's want... why it needs a remake. I do want to see them do one, and I want to see them do it different. Like, there, there's a lot of, you know, contention in that a lot of times, especially for a game that's, like, so highly regarded as this. Like, I would like to see them do some changes because we'll always have the original. Like, this version is just so... It's got this, like weird kitschy humor to it like it's not like the scariest game by far like i was way more scared playing you know every other resident evil game that i've ever played after well not not five or six but like seven was scarier than this uh two remake was scarier than this i guess those are the only ones i played (laughs) but like i would like (laughs) to see them like crank the spook factor up on this and maybe take away a little bit of that comedy, like leave some of it in there, but you could, you could do a lot with this and I wouldn't be upset if they made some changes. And obviously this game is totally worth buying at any price. I mean, complete in box for 14 bucks for the PS4 remake, which has like all the extra stuff. Like the GameCube version is great, but there's a lot more stuff added to the newer versions of that that are good so i do have to tell you my D campaign i'm running i got some inspiration from resident evil 4 i i don't i think i told you but i haven't brought it up on the podcast so i have this um shady halfling dealer that has a trench coat and he always flips open his trench coat to show everybody what he's selling and ask them what they're buying. And I name What are you Gorin buying, stranger? Yes. So, but he's just like, he's got like this jazzy accent and everything. And he comes out and he's got like all these great items that you can buy at a cheap price. And uh, so it's just like random stuff. Like I told you, I had like the Ring of Ram, which is literally like a ring that when, when they command it, instead of doing the Ram magic ability, it like literally a Ram pops out. <laughs> and so like, it'll be their food source when they go to hell. But the other one I did the other day is like, he just kind of comes out of his dark alley and he's like, how you guys doing? I got more items, like check out what I got. And so he just like opens up his trench coat. And I, one of the ones I picked up or put in there was a, a ring of uh, lamplight or a ring of lamp. And they're like, what is this? And he's like, here, try it on. And like one of the characters literally turns into a lamp, like a desk lamp. And uh, like, that's all it is. And he's like, I want it. He's like 10 gold and it's yours. So that's, I just had to bring it up. Like, it's just that humor and that, that tie in from Resident Evil, the memes that have come out for many years. I'm like, I'm making this guy like a small little like shady dealer. And he's just going to have like counterfeit magic items that are like half-assed and kind of do what they're supposed to do or like do things literally. Uh, so it, it's pretty fun. Like, so even though I haven't like fully jumped into Resident Evil 4, I've seen enough of it to be like, yeah, I can pull some elements from this and have some fun. Yeah, it's, so it's there's so much in that game that would be great to like rip stuff off. Um, oh yeah, 
I, I'm I'm gonna just say everybody, you know, this game is totally deflated. Like no matter what version you get, you're getting your money's worth. But especially with this PS4 version, like there's so much content in there. Uh, there's like a bunch of extra side missions that you could do. There's like a whole secondary small campaign. There's like a mode where you get to play as like a bunch of different characters that start out with like a different kit and you have to just like do like a time survival for as long as you can. There's like a gun range mini game. There's a bunch of extra weapons. There's a new game plus playthrough modes. Uh, there's a professional like difficulty mode that you have to beat to get this like crazy laser gun that I've never gotten. Like as soon as I beat this game, I wanted to restart and I did and I sold like all my guns and bought like newer better guns and like fully upgraded them like right off the bat so that I could just destroy going through and then I was like no nah, I, I can't play this through again and then I thought about playing professional mode because I was like well I've never gotten that laser and I was like I should have no no I gotta play Persona 4 so um yep. Yep. now that I got that out of my system and uh you know Apex is good still, but I think I'll tone that down and try to get back to Persona 4, my forever game. Try or will. I haven't started Conquers yet because I've got other games I'm playing right now, but as yeah. soon as I finish... Nobody doubts finish that you're going to get it done, John. Don't worry. You oh, don't have yeah, that no, stigma. I'll get it done. Don't worry. Um, no, I think... So I wanted to play God of War initially after I did Jade Cocoon, but Jade Cocoon's taken longer than I would have expected, primarily because Apex as well. Um... But I think instead of jumping into God of War like my initial plan was, I'll beat Conquers and then I'll have the rest of the year to play whatever the hell I want. So that's kind of what I'm looking at. Uh, okay, so my game, I played uh, Gris. And uh, I played mine on the Nintendo Switch through my limited run games copy. Uh, Nomada Studio is a developer who's published by Devolver Digital. And it was directed by Conrad Rosette. And it was released in December of 2018 as a platform adventure game. Uh, sitting at around an 8-ish out of 10 overall for reviews. So this game is more of if you've played Journey or if you've played Flower or Flow or any of those types of games, it's a very similar concept. It's more of an artistic approach, a more musical uh, influence than anything else. And I like that in a game sometimes. Like This was a great game to just sit back. I played the entire thing in handheld mode on the Switch, which is actually a first for me. I've never played a full game in handheld mode. And so I just sat back and, like, while in bed, like, going to sleep, all right, let me play some Gris. I beat it in a couple nights because it's a short, probably about four-hour game. But just the elements of that game are beautiful, man. Like, you start off at black and white, and then over time you progress and start gaining colors uh, that really just kind of brighten up this world that you're in. And I, I would say, like, the overall theme of this, like, in my interpretation of it, is entering, or not entering, but being in a world that's just black and white with no color and just being down on yourself and broken and over the course of this game you're just picking up the colors and picking up the pieces and finding your voice again and really just kind of toning it up to where it's it's you like building yourself up like that's what it felt like while playing this game and just the music was super soothing while playing it like my wife fell asleep while like just listening to me she's like keep playing because like i'm enjoying the music as you're playing and there's some puzzle elements tied in, but not a whole lot. Like, just enough to kind of keep it interesting, so, like, to break up the monotony of just kind of going through and platforming. And I, I liked it, dude. It's probably one of the best indie games i played in the last several years. Uh, so I would highly recommend this game. 
and say it's definitely worth a pickup, uh, but maybe not on a physical version. So <laughs> a complete in box of this game right now is running for $107 on the Switch. And that peaked in June at 158 most likely because that's, I think, when it actually ended the pre-order period. Uh, and it's been trending at about, it's been trending steady at 107. A loose copy right now is going to run you at 92 bucks on the Switch, and that peaked at 110 in June of 2020 as well. Uh, and that's also trending at a steady rate. So if you want to get this game cheaper, physical-wise at least, uh, you can find it on the PS4 loose at 68.70. I think that came through Special Reserve Games back then. Uh, but the most expensive version is, of course, going to be that complete in-box Switch. Uh, if you want to just play it. I would just recommend downloading a copy on your Switch or your PS4. Just if you can purchase I looked it, it digitally, up. do it. Yeah, it's uh, totally, sixteen ninety totally nine on Switch. What's that? It's sixteen ninety nine digital on Switch. Yeah, like no brainer. Like if, and I think it was on okay, sale the other day. What was that? Was I think I saw it on sale the other day for like fourteen bucks. Gotcha. Yeah. So I mean, if you can find this game for like fifteen bucks, like. 100% worth it. I would say in that case, it would probably be just right uh, at 15 bucks. Um, I will have to say for $107 inflated. Uh, but that's a lot of that kind of comes down to the fact that it's only a four hour game. And I just can't justify spending $107 on a four hour game with no long term replayability. Uh, so there's that piece to it. Uh, the other piece, you know, and what kind of makes it worth 107 right, is that it is a limited game that was released physically and there were opportunities for people to purchase this. They just didn't. So now you run into a situation where you had your chance. Now it's in the market and there's no other copies being made. So you're kind of screwed, right? And it's you're only the whims go of the market. I can't see this game. This is a game I can't see dropping below a hundred bucks on the switch. Like anytime soon, at least it's just such a good game. And you know, it's one that I think, if you're a collector and you missed out on this, yeah, I mean, at a hundred bucks, maybe like to get the full blown experience and, and play it. Uh, or maybe just to have a physical copy, like maybe you're, you're down putting a hundred bucks. I personally would not. So I'll call it inflated, but, uh, I, I think it's fantastic. Like I really do. Yeah. I remember hearing really good things about this. Everybody was excited about it when it came out a couple of years ago. I remember getting good reviews and seeing a lot of footage of it. Yeah, the other one I want to get is, uh, God, what's it called? It's like a post-apocalyptic type of game. Um, I don't remember. I know it's on PC. Uh, it's skipping my mind. I've wanted a physical copy for some time, but it hasn't come out. So once I do see something like that, like that's kind of what I've been wanting, like using limited run games for, by the way, is whenever I see like an indie game that is coming out on like cartridge, I'm trying to pick it up ASAP, like, whenever I can. Like, ones that catch my interest. Like, I'm not just picking up any indie game. I told Gris you about Scott one. Pilgrim, and you had no interest. Which one? Scott Pilgrim. It's not my type of game. Not I one know, I like. but, like, it's it's the, like, classic game that was, like, a digital-only game, and then because of the rights, it got screwed and was never, like, re-released, and now they're finally coming out with a way that you can own it so it doesn't ever get taken away again. I just don't care for it. It's just I, I, I was, I liked the movies or the movie and everything, and like I, I kind of read into. I think it's a comic book, right? Yeah. Like they came out with. So like, you know, I've seen that and read a little bit of that, but it's just never been like my thing. It's weird. Like, it seems movie, like it would be so up your yeah, alley for some reason. Huh? It just—it's so weird. It seems like it would be something so up your alley for some reason. 
No, like it, it's just not like even the movie nowadays just kind of doesn't hit the mark like it used to. I think a lot of that just comes from the fact like I dated somebody that that was like their film. Like that's what they would watch all the time, like their mm. go to. Yeah. So you've so, got some, uh, some get away from thatness. <laughs> yeah. It's just kind of like, I don't, I don't care for it as much as I used to. Like if I got it's you. on, I'll sit back and I'll watch it, but I'm just not like into it anymore. Yeah. Like, that just, makes sense. Yeah. And I wasn't even into it back then either. <laughs> So, and that's why I dated two people that that was their movie, by the way. So, like, I you have a type person. What's that? I said you have a type. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> well, my wife, my wife doesn't watch it, so there's my type right there, non Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> but either way, dude. So, I think this week's inflation deflation, we had some some fun games to play. We'll have to figure out what we do next week. I still want to play the original Mutant League football. Yeah, I I, I do too, but let's just give it some time. We did a lot of football. I hope everybody enjoyed the Super Bowl that I completely missed and was apparently completely worth missing. No, it wasn't. It was fantastic. It was a stomp, man. Oh, dude, that's what was so great about it. Seeing (laughs) Kansas City go down like that. Yeah, but to see Tom Brady win again. But see, here's the thing. As a Dolphins fan, it, it was always hatred towards the Patriots. So the fact that Brady was able to do it without the Patriots just means it was Brady all along and not the Patriots organization. So you forgive so the Patriots organization? So No, no. I hate the Patriots. I still hate the Patriots and forever will along with the Jets and Bills. But the fact that Brady won on his own without the Patriots makes me feel so much better because that was kind of that punch to the stomach to the Patriots to be like, you guys kind of let me go and do my thing and I just won the Super Bowl and you guys finish off a losing record. <laughs> that, that was the beauty of it so i was excited to see him win again just well not excited to see him win again but excited to see him win with a different team mm-hmm. so that was cool well we'll figure out our inflation deflation for next week we'll talk about that we'll get to everybody on uh what we're actually going to do of course catch this episode again on uh, any podcast applications there are plenty out there find us on social media connect with us uh let us know what you think of this episode let us know what you think of prior episodes or if there's anything you want to hear in the future and uh, of course leave us multiple reviews if possible but we'll settle for one five-star review if you can all right well that being said uh this has been episode 119 of the game of podcast my name is john i'm ryan And thanks for listening.